0: Hello once again, everybody. It's time to cover the weekend. I'm Tommy Lorenzo. You also know me as Sportsbook Tom on Twitter. And thanks again for downloading the podcast and listening in. A little early this week as I have some uh, travel uh, ahead of me, so wanted to make sure I got the podcast in before the uh, travel schedule got hectic later on this week. Certainly had plenty of time to look at the upcoming uh, football slate in both college and NFL, Last week, after having a stupendous 5, uh, five and0 uh, record for college football came down to earth a little bit. Uh, two and three for college football ended up the uh, weekend four and four. Um, not a catastrophe, but certainly not up to uh, not up to snuff compared to how, um, how strong the picks have been. That adjustment was expected though, like I mentioned before, it's like a good movie. You don't want it to end eventually, you know it's going to end. Uh, but not a terrible week. Uh, Some backdoor covers, um, you know, that Dallas game could have been a winner. Um, You know, Colorado uh, backdoored, Oregon State, but that's how sports betting goes. You know, you're on, uh, you're on the side of uh, backdoor covers, the good side and the bad side. And last week we're on, we were on the side of some bad ones, which ended up being a four and four uh, week, very blah. But uh, we're back this week. Before I go into the uh, weekend action. want to talk about the odds board for college football uh, national champion. Georgia, Michigan uh, still at the top and I want to talk about this from from an odds perspective and, and I will chime in a little bit um, you know as everyone knows the top four teams Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State in the polls and you've got Washington there which I think has a very good win over Oregon um, just outside the final four if you want to call it that. At number five, Pac 12 is going to get no respect here. Um, and this is why I, I have an eye on a team that still has some pretty good odds, uh, being that we're already into mid November uh, in the schedule. So, um, seven teams are still alive, and they're all viable to win come January at SoFi Stadium. That's where the national championship would be played this year. Georgia and Michigan, as I mentioned, as I mentioned at the very top, um, right around two and a half to one. Um, I'm not. Too uh, keen on getting plus 250 when, um, you know, Michigan still has a lot to prove, in my opinion, and Georgia hasn't looked like world beaters. So those odds really don't make sense um, for anyone wanting to put some money on those two teams. Those are bad odds, and really it makes them unbettable, in my opinion. Then it gets a little more interesting as Florida State, Ohio State, and Bama can be found anywhere ranging from six to one to eight and a half to one. Alabama's at uh, plus 850 at a couple of spots. And for my money, the Crimson Tide offers the most value on the board for now. Uh, good defense and a quarterback that's gaining uh, more experience and confidence by the day in Jalen Milroe. But, yeah, I like Bama and I like the direction they're going, but you have to look at this from uh, the perspective of who will get in the Final Four, who won't. You still have Texas lingering. I still think Texas is good for one more loss. I don't think they get in. You know, Washington is at number five, and they have the win over Oregon, but they still can't top, they still can't crack the top four. They still have to play Utah, Oregon State, and a rivalry game versus Wazoo. Uh, those are the next three games for Washington. So no walk in the park, and then obviously the Pac-12 championship. So Washington has quite a lot to do, and, you know, the, the voters in, in the polls here aren't going to do them uh, any favors if they end up losing a game. Now, while uh, Washington faces the, the aforementioned teams, one-ranked team in Utah, Oregon State, in the rivalry game versus Wazoo in the next three games coming up, Bama faces three unranked opponents, including Tennessee Chattanooga, on November 18th. So Alabama has a good path to get to the SEC championship, and who they'll play in the final, maybe Georgia, it looks like. Ha- has to be, right? And uh I think Bama can beat Georgia. Georgia does not look like world beaters at this point. So Bama has a good path at plus 850 to go deep and eventually maybe win the thing. I'm not saying they will. I'm looking at the odds here and who offers most value. But deeper they get, then you have hedging opportunities. And if they happen to get to the championship game, then you're in business. You can guarantee yourself some profit. So uh, Bama plus 850, I think, is a good uh, good way to go if you're looking at betting the college football uh, national championship at this point of the season. Also, before um, I get into the football really quickly, college basketball has fired up. Um, I love college basketball, like betting on it, have have had very good college basketball seasons and f- full transparency. Last season, I was just under 52%. I was 51% in change. That's not a winning season. It's, you know, winning a little more than you lose. But as you all know, you've got to, you know, clear 53, 54% to show at least a little profit. But learned a lot last season, as um, I do always in any sport. So we're going to take a crack at college basketball in a couple weeks. I like letting the, uh, the teams play a few games, um, get some numbers under them, and then I'll start attacking that and obviously share that as we head into uh, December and through the college basketball season. So I'm excited for that. I'm keeping tabs on it, and we'll certainly uh, talk about college basketball. But right now, football is king, and we're going to go right into college football. Degenerate special on Friday night, 7.45 p.m., really late start. Wyoming at UNLV. Wyoming, as of right now, is plus four and a half. UNLV has solid numbers related to their passing game, and that's helped them a lot this season uh, with their great record and and how well they're doing in the Mountain West as well. But Wyoming's defense, uh, their strength is disrupting the pass. Wyoming's very strong in many defensive metrics when it comes to uh, defending the pass, something that as I mentioned unLV is good at. Uh, teams have gotten keen to this is Wyoming's opponents uh, passing play percentage has dwindled to 37% over the last three games. So teams are actually trying to run the ball more against Wyoming to protect their quarterback and limit turnovers. at least that's what I'm seeing. So what unLV will do here, I don't know. I would think they try to stick to their strength in their passing game, but if they do, Wyoming may be up to the pass, uh up to the task. Uh, Wyoming did a good job last week um, containing a a Colorado State passing game that is a top 15 squad when it comes to passing yards per game, and Wyoming did a pretty good job of shutting them down. Um, I like Wyoming and the points uh, Friday night. might be a little dangerous because I I don't underestimate UNLV, but I think if I'm getting points here and the fact that Wyoming's defense is showing uh, some strong numbers against what UNLV's strength is, um, I like Wyoming. 85% of the money is on UNLV as well. So give me Wyoming here as the underdog. It's plus four and a half now. We'll see if it moves to five. I don't see it moving lower. Uh, but take Wyoming as the underdog play on the road Friday night. Next game: North Carolina State at Wake Forest. I really like the direction that NC State's defense is going, and that's the theme with me. If if you listen to the podcast, I really look at defense first. Doesn't mean I ignore the offense. Offenses are very important. But when I see defenses improving, it means they're either getting healthy, they're making the right adjustments, or inexperienced players, after playing a few games, are starting to get it. And I see this with uh, NC State. Uh, They've contained both Clemson and Miami very well over their past two games. Wake Forest's home wins have come against Elon, Vanderbilt, and Pitt. And their defense, being Wake Forest, is not trending in the right direction at all based on the underlying numbers that I'm looking at. As long as his line stays uh, at under a field goal, I'm good with it, taking the, uh, the road a favorite here. I like NC State minus two and a half in this ACC matchup. More degenerate uh, special uh, bets here Florida International at Middle Tennessee State. FIU is plus 11 and a half as of this recording. And, and that's at a few sports books. There's some 11s out there as well, but we're going to go with 11 and a half here. It's hard to believe, uh, being how low FIU's defense is actually ranked. Um, but their defense has been actually a few clicks better than Middle Tennessee State's over the last few games. Also, Middle Tennessee State, um, their red zone defense is one of the worst in the nation, and FIU has enough that if they get in the red zone, they're going to pop some scores here against Middle Tennessee State, uh, in my opinion. The Blue Raiders shouldn't be a double-digit favorite versus anyone, in my opinion, even against a team like FIU. Uh, FIU tries hard in most games, and I I think this is just too many points. Give me the underdog, FIU. Panthers in this conference USA matchup. FIU FIU plus 11 and a half More college football. Auburn at Arkansas. Arkansas minus two and a half. 1 p.m. start in Fayetteville. Last week Auburn scorched Vanderbilt on the ground with 230 rushing yards. Not surprising against a bad Vanderbilt uh, defense, but that approach worked for Auburn last week because either passing game totally sucks. More on that in a second. And Vanderbilt's uh, defense, as I mentioned, is is just flat out bad. Their defense has been bad since the beginning of the season. They've not improved at all uh, in that department, other than the five minutes against Georgia where they look like world beaters and then their defense came back to earth. So Auburn won't have the luxury of running the ball so easily against a strong Razorbacks rushing defense. Auburn is 127th in the nation in passing yards per game. And a one-dimensional offensive approach just won't work on the road against a conference opponent who has them uh, who has taken both uh, Alabama, LSU, and Ole Miss to the limit. That being Arkansas, I like Arkansas here minus two and a half. As long as it stays under a field goal, I think it's a good play. Arkansas minus two and a half. All right, Suspicious Lions is back this week. We're going to the NFL, and not only is this the Suspicious Line of the Week, this is also going to be one of our NFL podcast plays as well. Lions at the L.A. Chargers, L.A. Chargers plus three. 105 p.m. start at SoFi Stadium. This is the Suspicious Line of the Week and also a podcast play. Over the last three games, the Lions are at the bottom of the league in yards allowed per game. Hard to believe that. The Lions defense is thought to be adequate enough, but not playing all that well on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Sure, Detroit is a DVOA darling. For those of you that look into DVOA, you can google that. I do use that metric to an extent, Um, but uh, they're very high in the DVOA numbers, ranking high both in defensive and offensive DVOA. But when you see that DVOA, look at the Lions opponents over the last five games. Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, and the Las Vegas Raiders. They beat all of those subpart teams. Well, the non-subpart team obviously is the Baltimore Ravens, and they got their doors blown off uh, by Baltimore. I'm not ch- saying that the Chargers uh, are the Ravens. Um, Detroit has a legitimate chance uh, to win this game in LA and, and cover the spread. Uh, but I think the Chargers defense actually turned a corner on Monday versus the Jets team. Yes, the Jets offense isn't that good, but there's some things I saw from the Chargers defense that gives me some hope that they've turned, turned things around a little bit as far as uh, defense goes. Another tidbit about the Detroit defense They're in the rear or near the bottom of the league and allowing opponents' TDs in the red zone. Uh, The Lions don't defend the red zone very well, and the Chargers offense is number two in the league, only behind the Dolphins in red zone scoring percentage. So as of the recording of this podcast, nearly, actually a little over 90% of the money is on Detroit here, even with the line moving from Detroit minus two and a half to Detroit minus three. I figured Detroit would uh, continue to get money. I don't think the line moves off of here. It might, but I doubt it. So I'll be one of the uh, low percentage, 9%, 10% better of the betters that are on the Chargers here. Take the Chargers as the home underdog plus three uh, at this game at SoFi on Sunday afternoon. Other NFL plays I'm looking at uh, for this Sunday, uh, Buffalo minus 7.5. I think the Buffalo offense busts out here against a Denver defense that despite – despite of how well they looked or handled KC two weeks ago, just doesn't have the underlying numbers that I like to see uh, for a team going on the road and trying to get something done like uh, beating Buffalo. Granted, Buffalo's been very inconsistent, but I just don't see Denver through four quarters being able to uh, contain Buffalo here. I like Buffalo minus seven and a half. Also, the Baltimore Ravens minus six. Uh, Cleveland may have some level of success defensively, But I don't think they're going to have enough um, defensive success um, against Lamar Jackson and this offense uh, to offset their bottom-level offense, that's being Baltimore, that I think will struggle versus a Ravens defense that's playing uh, on their home turf and at a very high level right now. So NFL, uh, I like the Ravens minus six as home favorites to cover against the Browns. I want to thank everyone for leaving the five-star ratings and also the really cool reviews. It gives me encouragement, and really, uh, I really, really appreciate when you take a couple more minutes out of your time after listening to the podcast to do that. If you'd be so kind to leave any type of review, I would appreciate it. Uh, if uh, You can give me five stars. If I deserve it, please do so. Again, you can catch me on Twitter, at Tom. Here's hoping that we bounce back very strong this week uh, with the picks. Whatever you play, whether it be my selections, your selections, may all your bets be winning ones, and I hope we have a very profitable weekend. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you on the next podcast uh, next week. Take care.